The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, Jesus came to Jericho and intended to pass through the town. Now a man there named Zacchaeus, who was a, a chief tax collector and also a wealthy man, was seeking to see Jesus, who Jesus was. But he could not see him because of the crowd, for he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. When he reached the place, Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. And he came down quickly and received him with joy. When they saw this, they began to grumble, saying, He has gone to stay at the house of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I shall give to the poor. And if I have extorted anything from anyone, I shall repay it four times over. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a descendant of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, this morning, Amanda drew one of those super extra mega long first readings. Sometimes I read them myself and then I forget how long they are once you're hearing them like live. Uh, But you know, as I was reading the Gospel, I thought of this story, and it might seem seemingly random, as, some, as many of my stories do, but they do have a point as they get there, right? Um, when one of my classmates in Rome, his name's Father Louis Massey, he's, he's pretty slight of build. He's, he's very slim, and he's, and he's fairly short. And um, those of you who have been, been to Rome, near St. Peter's Square, there's the big bus terminal, and often you can walk through the tunnel, through the bus terminal, to get kind of to the other side where, where we lived. And that bus terminal is not like the best place ever. <laughs> you know, there's, there's sometimes like unsavory characters in the hallways and everything like that. And so on one particular occasion, and you know, Father Lewis, he's a seminarian at the time, but he has his clerics on. And a man sort of accosts him, you know, and, and tries to rob him. And so he has him sort of up against a wall in there and he's just thinking to himself like what what do i do <laughs> you know like what do i do this guy's got me pushed up against the wall and he just starts yelling at him he says starts yelling cambia la vita cambia la vita change your life change your life and he just kept yelling at the man to change his life and all of a sudden it's almost like he broke from this 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 trance that he was in I, I don't think he expected <laughs> this, you know, soon-to-be priest to say, change your life, change your life, change your life. And he just sort of, like, backed up and, and sort of scurried off. And it was such a crazy situation that he was in. And I don't even know if I would have thought to say that. You know, Lewis was better at Italian than I was, so I probably would have just panicked. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's what I think about every time I hear the story of Zacchaeus. 
It's because he's actually willing to change his life at the end, right? He's living one way of life. We hear that, right? He's living this life as a chief tax collector, and, and of course, he's disliked because of that. But he does something that's really, really unique, and just like my friend Lewis, he's short in stature and everything like that, and so he needs a different angle of approach, and so he climbs up the tree to get it, right, so that he can actually see Jesus and have this specific encounter with him, and subsequently, that's the thing that changes his life, but he was willing to change his life. That was the big thing. Yeah, he was living it, and maybe he even had that inkling already. He's like, this is not great. That's probably one of the things that piqued his curiosity, right? Why he wanted to get a look at Jesus as somebody who is obviously changing other people's lives in that, in that particular situation. Because here's his thing. Our, our faith um, homilies that you hear from a variety of priests should sort of shake you up sometimes, right? They, they might make you mad or frustrated or something like that. But uh, Jesus very, very often did that to people. Um, he sort of tried to shake them out of the complacency or the groove that they were in to show them that there, there is a different way or the way that you're thinking might not be the way. We always remember that Jesus is the, the way, the truth, and the life. We hear that in the Gospel of John. You know, that's, what he, that's, that's how he describes himself, right? And so here's the thing. Just because somebody disagrees with us, we could be having an argument or a debate about something, and somebody disagrees, well, I disagree with you. You know, you hear something like that, right? Now, if you're talking about, like, pineapple on pizza, well, sure, you know, they can disagree with you, right? You know, that, that's, that's fine to disagree with. But if we're talking about objective truth, if we're talking about the value of life in the unborn, the elderly, and the dying, well, somebody could say, I disagree with you, and you'd be like, well, one of us is right and one of us is wrong. Um, that, that we're talking about truth. And so that might shake somebody up a little bit, but that's exactly what Jesus was trying to do. And what Zacchaeus does that's so amazing is he takes a different angle of approach to try and get closer to the fullness of truth. It is absolutely true that people can have partial truths in their life. Um, you know, we can look, you know, this is, we make the most bold and crazy claim out there. It's actually not a crazy claim, but mo many people think us crazy for it. We, we have the fullness of truth in the Catholic Church, in Jesus, the church he finds, and then he gives the authority to men to run this church. The fullness of the truth. That doesn't mean that the truth is not found in other places or aspects of it, but we claim to have the fullness of it. And so Zacchaeus takes this different angle of approach to get closer to the fullness of truth, which is Jesus, who he's actually staring at right there. And so there's always moments in people's life where they can change their life and get closer to the fullness of truth. And even within our, within our own Catholic life, Sometimes we, we realize something about the way we are living or something that we're doing that needs to change. But if we're willing to do it, Jesus can work with that, right? You know, he can work with the willing. He can't work so well with the unwilling. But if we are willing to change like Zacchaeus, it can absolutely transform our life. It could transform our life, certainly transform my life, and, and I'm willing to bet pretty much everybody in this church too. So God bless you all today.
Oh, and I did mention, I, I meant to say something about St. Gertrude, just really quick. So St. <laughs> Gertrude, she, she was, John and I were talking about, she's a little unsung because a lot of people opt for the first option, which is uh, uh, St. Margaret of Scotland, and so that'll pop up. But St. Gertrude was one of the first ones who builds a devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and also a devotion to praying for the souls in purgatory. So we continue to remind ourselves that we already celebrated All Souls Day, but the whole entire month, you know, evident by our book of the dead over here, is devoted to pray, praying for the souls of those that we've lost. And so St. Gertrude emulated those, those two devotions, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and then also praying for the souls in purgatory. So we also continue to remember our beloved dead during this month. God bless you all.